0: Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Understanding Continuous Intelligence on RT Insights Real-Time Talk Podcast in partnership with Sumo Logic. I'm Lisa Demas, Senior Editor and Head of Marketing at rtnsights.com and your host for today's discussion. Joining me are RT Insights Editor-in-Chief Sal Salmoni and RT Insights Industry Analyst Joe McKendrick. In this episode, we break down why CI is needed to address the complexity of modern applications and operations. Joe, kick us off. Why is there so much complexity in modern applications and operations?
1: Okay, Lisa, um, thanks. Where do I begin with that? Um, our our uh, enterprise systems, uh, the systems we depend on to run our businesses uh, are more complex than ever. I mean, the complexity has only increased exponentially. for several. Reasons there's several things going on. Uh, first, there's still a lot of legacy systems out there. There's mainframes. There's, it's estimated there's at least 10,000 mainframes, and that's uh, you know about uh, 80% of the Fortune 500, for example, still run their operations on mainframes. Uh, not to knock mainframe System Z, beautiful machine. Um, IBM keeps it up to date, but um, it's all part of this uh, legacy infrastructure. You know, there's uh, Windows server farms out there. Um, you know, still legacy. You can call them legacy systems. Add to that, cloud. You know, we're moving into cloud. A lot of companies are adopting clouds. Multi-cloud is a is a is a huge thing. Um, a new a recent survey found that, for example, that only three percent of companies report using one single cloud. The rest use multiple clouds for multiple types of applications and requirements. Uh, so you have that layered on top. Um, companies are have. You know, the the push is on to digitize, to digitize everything they do and digitize their relationships with partners, their supply chains, meaning there's a lot of activity inside the walls of the enterprise and outside the walls of the enterprise. Um, A lot of things going on with IoT, for example, and edge computing, uh, partners, um, uh, customers, uh, products, products themselves, sensors uh, uh, and so forth, feeding in data into these systems. Um so there's a lot you have to uh keep an eye on you know it's not like the old days where you had this this server room with these servers, and uh you just had to manage and uh keep an eye on what's happening in the server room you know it's it's now
2: millions of server rooms everywhere yeah and that's I think that's um what's leading to some of the problems we're seeing um you know on for one thing, everything out there, every element every service is generating uh data to help you understand what's going on logs traces alerts um and this can be overwhelming and really hard to assimilate you know it's like one thing to get um an alert that you know it's sort of low level alert that say uh some uh, server is uh, at very high memory utilization but it's another thing to kind of relate that back to say oh this major application is having poor performance uh, you know, what is it? You know, the connectivity is it uh, too many users Th- to tie that one thing back is, is really hard, uh, and there's just too much data. And the same is true um, in terms of uh, not just keeping things up and running, but and protecting them on the security side. There's so many uh, indications uh, that it may be a, a tip off that uh, something's being breached, but uh, you you can't connect all the dots. Typically, with the, the existing tools out there, they're all siloed, and uh, and um, there you get overwhelmed with the number of uh, information to help you understand what's going on. So that's that's one thing. The other thing is that with these these complex applications in today, there's so many hidden interdependencies that it's hard to sort out and understand what's going on. There's a great example at the start of the uh, pandemic. Um, um, uh, a, a weather forecasting app, a national weather forecasting app, uh, the short-term forecast quality declined significantly. And they uh, just couldn't figure out what it was. And it turned out that uh, one of the big feeds, one of the big data sources for this was, you know, temperature, wind data, uh, pressure data from commercial airlines uh, that automatically got fed into this model. And here's here you have this case where airline traffic shut down. So... Uh, here's this major model uh, suffering in quality, it's, but to tie those dots together took quite a bit. So, so that's, that gives an idea of the complexity and how it impacts
1: things. And I might add, too, uh, operations people may be well aware of this, but if you go higher in the ranks of the organization, there's an assumption that by moving the cloud, you're, you're outsourcing a lot of these complexities, a lot of these issues with monitoring and, and interconnections and, and uh, 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 keeping track of the logs and things, log data and things of that sort. There's an assumption again as you got higher up in the organization there's an assumption that it's turned over to the cloud we don't really need to do that stuff anymore and that's wrong you know uh, even AWS like you know it, it's a huge platform um you still need to keep on top of what's going on with your your applications and and your uh uh functions running out on AWS or Microsoft Azure or what have you
0: Great great points so how does all this complexity impact operations and and security Joe
1: well um again and 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 sal was uh made a great point of this it it's um it it the visibility is is very is very difficult it's very difficult to get a sense a, a holistic view of what's going on across all these various systems and and all these layers of uh, of, of systems that you have out there um and sal you just uh, actually uh put together a great article over RT T- T- insights on uh AIOps in fact there are a couple of articles I saw running over there uh, talking about the importance of AIOps uh, there needs to be a way to automate uh this this process a way to automate your ability to to observe what's going on your ability to uh, apply security to apply uh you know reliability uh, across your systems
2: yeah and i think uh what's so there's been some some great examples in the last year with uh, major problems, uh, both uh, on sort of on the operation side, keeping things up and running. You know, both Facebook and Amazon had outages, and the sources were so, like, deeply embedded, in, you know, in, 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 like with with, uh, with Facebook, it was a, uh, um, a routing protocol uh, misconfiguration, and Amazon, it was uh, something that auto-scaled up in capacity, ended up uh, causing some Sort of interactions in, you know, internal with, between other elements that generated a flood of network connectivity traffic that overwhelmed the networking devices. So, you know, you, you figure these, these folks have the huge high end tools um, to do it. But because of the complexity, you still can get caught, I think, is one of the things that you know, we're finding. So, you really need um, some insights into what's happening. Uh, and the other on the security front, I mean, look at this with the Log4j problem that's really you know happening worldwide now. Um, you know, this this software, the libraries that use it are, are widely you know embedded into so many uh, applications people have developed uh, that companies don't even know where it is. You know, they've they've reused components. Uh, you know, they've reused you know uh, created applications out of libraries, and they they it's, they're they're having trouble finding even where it is. So. There's, there's quite a bit that can cause problems because of the complexity.
1: And I'll quote my, uh, my friend uh, Andy Thurray from uh, Constellation Research uh, when it comes to managing uptime across complex interconnected systems, hope is not a strategy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it, it may be for uh, our personal lives, you know, it's a great thing, but you know, when it comes to uh, understanding what's going on across your uh, these various uh, integrated and interconnected systems, uh, you need visibility. You need visibility, and you need help from automation. And um, I, I want to add here as well. Um, you know, you know, there's kind of a you need to to adapt the culture. The culture is a huge part of this, the culture of your organization. You know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, DevOps, site uh, reliability engineering, uh, uh, things of that sort. Um, and it's not something that just uh, appears uh, magically as you need it. You know, you need to develop a an understanding. You know, I talk about higher level executives. You need you need you need to increase you need to understand that, you know, uh you need to do something about this mentality that has existed out there that IT is, is a cost center. It's 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 something that um you know you need you need to maintain um and grudgingly uh give some budget to. But it, it needs to be more than that. It needs to be something you need to develop a culture and awareness that continuous, uh, continuous monitoring or or, or, uh, uh, continuous intelligence of what's going on across your system is something that affects the business. You know, the business very much has a stake in what goes on. Uh, Sal talked about the outages with AWS, for example. Um, Everybody, just about everybody seems like really relies on AWS for their business. You know, it's not something that, you know, a a, a blip that happens in the IT department gets taken care of any longer. It's something that dramatically impacts the viability of the business
0: Joe, can you elaborate on how continuous intelligence uh, j- just the importance of it and, and how you bring this all together
1: okay well there's several uh, several uh, layers I guess uh, you can you can look at uh, you know in continuous intelligence uh, you know it's it's based on uh, observability you need a, you need a uh, to have observability across your systems and this is especially important as AI develops as AI becomes a greater part of your your your, your operations uh, the way you do business because um, you need to understand the inputs and the outputs uh, that are taking place uh, across these systems be it a- AI or you know some kind of advanced uh, analytics that your business is relying on so you need that observability to understand not only uh, what the output is but also what uh, you know the, the data the viability of the data the, the the viability of the the systems that are providing the data um so you need this holistic view of of what's going what's taking place across the organization and um you know automation can play a, a key role in this as well you know you could this this is all pro- these are all processes that could eventually be automated and and therefore alleviate your operations people or your devops teams of a lot of the so-called toil that um uh, that uh, uh, affects their jobs and, and, and enables them to not have to worry about all this, this stuff going on underneath and uh, look on it, look at it from a higher level, you know, at a level that uh, impacts the business.
2: <clears throat> to, to build on that, um, you know, I think there's been this great shift, you know, uh, the, the focus on continuous intelligence is part of a bigger shift that where we've been moving away from uh, sort of passively monitoring things to more Sort of proactive observability i guess is the new word you know trying to get a, a, some understanding of what's going on uh between all these interdependent components and elements in a, a you know a complex uh, operation uh and then applying some in- intelligence some ai to that to try to make sense of it and i think where ci is really coming into play continuous intelligence really coming to play is not so much um uh, diagnosing problems but sort of prioritizing things for the human to step in so uh, you may be flooded with tons of you know low-level alarms but uh, all marked critical or are not the, but all, so many alarms but how do you tell which is you know which which is the thing to act on um, so you, you need that um, to help resolve the uh, speed up the time it takes to resolve these performance problems and to prevent attacks. So that's where we're seeing CI come in uh, mostly.
1: And I always thought one of the paradoxes of AI is that, you know, the purpose of AI is to kind of reduce the need for for uh, human labor. Uh, you know, not, not talking about replacing human labor, but reduce the need for human labor and elevate uh, people to higher level tasks. But at the same time, you need more human labor to Build and maintain and uh, 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 manage these these systems, these AI uh, systems, you know, and the, you know, kind of a, <laughs> to automate the automation uh, uh, is a key element of what we need to do here. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and I think um, you know we're what we're you know what you're seeing is uh, CI is having um, you know being applied in different you know application areas, so. in in cloud performance management application performance management and and security management so now all of these fields have their own tools and um, have relied on them for many years and this is just uh, something maybe like a higher level uh uh thing that can be used to help make sense of this bevy of tools that you have you know the information that's coming
0: from all of them these are great points joe and sal Thanks for breaking this down for us today. For more information on continuous intelligence, visit the CI Insights Hub on rtinsights.com.
2: Great. Well, thanks for having us.
1: Thank you.